Anyway, a review of Vivarium. You're with Julian on the brown note. Uh, it's a film that came out at the very start of isolation. So 29th of March, it was released in Ireland. It's a, a, a production between Ireland, Denmark and Belgium. Um, one thing I've noticed with film productions, if they ever say that they're sort of a French-American or anything American, uh, but they're sort of a, a co-right with a foreign power, they always tend to be disasters, but this doesn't have any American involvement in it at all. And that does show, actually. Uh, it stars Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg as your regular couple who are starting out in life, well, a bit along the road. She's a teacher. He's um, someone that does groundskeeping in um, the school, funnily enough, in a bit, bit contrived manner. And they're trying to get on the property ladder and obviously having trouble because houses are very expensive. Um, so they go and just on a whim after work, they go and visit a real estate agent, just, just a random one. And they walk in and the guy behind the counter is very, very strange, like skin crawling weird. But he says, you know, come and have a look at these houses. We've got this brand new estate. Come and have a look. And they don't want to, but they might as well. So they end up driving into this massive housing estate where every house is exactly the same. And um, the guy's behavior, it starts off weird, but gets weirder. And he leads them into this impeccable, very 1950s sort of perfect family home. And it's set up like someone's living there, yet not a human being like a show house. It's set up to the point where it looks like it could potentially be housing a person if that person was created in a laboratory. And he gets weirder as he shows them around the house and the bedroom and the bottle of champagne that's in the thing and so on. And they're sort of good-natured and go along with it. And they go and check out the garden. And as far as they can see, it's houses like theirs in the distance. And it's not for them anyway. And then they walk back in the house and he's not there anymore. And um, they walk out to their car. Uh, a little bit relieved that he's gone because he was a bit of a weirdo. And they get in their car and they drive off. And they drive and they keep going past these houses. And they keep coming back in circular route to the same house they've just looked at, number nine. Number nine. And... Um, they drive and they take different turns and they never stop going past these identical houses and then they end up back at number nine and then it gets dark and the car runs out of fuel outside number nine and they decide well we can't actually escape this we're a bit really freaked out and we're sure that it's something quite normal that you know we've just been taking wrong turns or something and we sleep here the night now, this is a setup that screams at you, Twilight Zone, an episode of The Twilight Zone. I'm sure they've been around this road. I'm sure I've seen enough other films as well where the people, even The Blair Witch Project, a little bit, where they keep trying to escape something and end up back at the start. So it's not a new concept. And the idea of this sort of nightmarish version of um, homogenized suburban living straight out of the 1950s is not that original either because um i mean there was that great film where they went back into the black and white era and um they ended up um they, they fell into the tv and they ended up having <coughs> having to live in this uh, 1950s black and white tv series that was a brilliant film can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but that was a great movie 
Um, now things start to go, they try and like walk from the house across the gardens. They climb up onto the roof as far as the horizon is houses like their house. And they become more and more dejected and more and more upset. And this goes on and on and on. There's no one there. There's no one in any of the other houses. There's no one that they ever see. And then they, the guy just loses it. Jesse Eisenberg just loses it. He's handling the thing a lot worse. And he burns it down. And they sit on the pavement opposite the house and watch it burn to the ground to try and get out of this situation, which is by this stage has gone from being kooky and weird to actually frightening and quite unsettlingly strange. More than that. When they wake up in the morning, there's a box and they open it and it's got a baby inside and a note saying, if you raise this child, you will be set free. Now, I won't go into what happens from that point on, um, apart from saying the child itself is one of the most terrifying creations in history. <laughs> Basically looks at them all day long and copies whatever they do, like a child. This is, I think, a hugely underrated and underappreciated film i wouldn't say that i enjoyed watching it i would say that i wish i'd watched it in the daytime and not at night because i had to sit up for about an hour afterwards because i was so depressed i felt really really bad um it's one of the most nihilistic acidic takedowns of a suburban family life i have ever seen it's an absolute gut punch. Um, the entire film, it, it starts off like it's a sci-fi film. It starts off where you're sort of wondering who these people are that are keeping them. Are they aliens or whatever? And, you know, they're going to end up on this big spaceship or something like that. But that kind of falls away. It's a premise. What does happen is metaphorical or even straight literal the child becomes more annoying and the husband is annoyed by the child and the mother's relationship to the child as she can't sort of bear to be rude to it and he's getting more and more frustrated with it and it's following them around and it's cramping their style. So he starts digging a hole in the garden and he believes that there's something at the end of this hole and the digging the hole will one day you know, lead to him being free. It's everything in it is just a metaphor for family life and being married and having children and living in suburbia. I thought this film massively was helped, <clears throat> was was propelled and helped and held aloft and and better for the fact that there's no one else in it. There's the kid and there's them and there's not other people along the way. <clears throat> there's this isolation to it that is just shattering um and you know maybe that's the isolation they'd be having anyway where you don't know your neighbors or anything like that but it focuses everything on them them and their lives and it is nightmarish at times absolutely nightmarishly horrible and as is the fact that they try and almost have a normal life inside this nightmare which they continually but shut up against and all of the hopes and dreams they have for their future life, how they're sucked out of them in this environment. And I thought it was a brilliant film, not in a good way that made me happy, but in a way that challenged a lot of 
the environment in which we celebrate so often in movies, which is the you know the white picket fence that people like David Lynch inviscerate by showing the darkness underneath. This shows the darkness inside the natural thing. It doesn't look for darker characters, abusive people behind the scenes. It just shows normal family life. And it shows that to be a terrifying, horrific event. And for that, it's a real rarity. Um, It does work as a sci-fi film. And I, you know, it, 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 it works on that level and it keeps you thrilled for a while. And the, ne- the second half of the film pushes it into the whole metaphorical destruction of, of everything you've ever hoped and dreamed about in a family because it's, it's just horrible. Um, I thought this was a really challenging and subversive film. It's not for everyone. It's dark and there isn't any light. It gets darker progressively and it doesn't let up. And for films like this, you expect it to go one way, which is that there'll be a lame-ass reveal at the end and it'll all be some big spaceship and then blah 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 and they'll escape and so on this gets further and further away almost from that as it progresses and the end is just hopeless just hopeless it's horrible um i thought this was kind of brilliant um i think it's being underappreciated um i think it's um reviews of it seem to point to it towards being this sci-fi puzzle like it's a twilight zone episode but it's much more than that. Jesse Eisenberg is very good in this. Um, and he has to be. He's very good. He's also kind of sidelined. For me, this is a movie that is 100% has a star, not a co-star. And that's Imogen Poots, who I've not liked so much. She's really pretty and she's got gorgeous blue eyes. But she keeps turning up in films like Need for Speed, which are terrible. And I've never rated her performances. And I think... I've seen a couple of films where I thought she's in and been much better, and it's been Vanessa Kirby, such as the last Mission Impossible film where she was an arms dealer. Vanessa Kirby looks a lot like Imogen Poots, gets roles that I imagine Imogen Poots would have got, but is a much better actress. She was great in the Mission Impossible, and she was great in the other film where I thought it was Imogen Poots. This, to me, really changed my opinion about Imogen Poots as an actress. Her performance is shattering. It's multi-layered, and she goes from being in the middle of a nightmare to trying to be a mother to this child to dealing with these horrible existential crises that are befalling her. And it is, it is a really horrific setup about the, the, the lack of ability to escape from this environment that you've really chosen to go into. Um, so I think this is a hugely underappreciated and underrated film. It won't make you feel good at all. Um, so I'm going to give... Uh, Vivarium, don't know what that means, an 8.5 out of 10, purely for the metaphorical content and the fact that it takes the family unit head-on without needing to you know, make the children drug addicts or anything like that. It is just a bog-standard family. 8.5 out of 10 for Vivarium. This is from The weekend. It might contain swearing. His album, After Hours. Bye.